a beautiful summer day towards the end of your fifth year of enlistment and you lieutenant Ascari you don't know when they got here you don't know when it happened but you do know that when you woke up this morning there was gunshots everywhere somehow pirates have managed to sneak past the early warning system through the archipelago and are attacking the very navy yard itself you and Dugan have been fighting all morning and you are heading out the ramparts towards the harbor wall the wall explodes in front of you and you find yourself lying on your back with the struggling, kicking, writhing form of Dugan pinned underneath your weight. When you roll off of him, he looks at you and says, oh, Holy shit, Shaky. Fuck, man. Take you any longer? You roll off, you brush the dust off your uniform and take a peek on the ramparts. There is a galleon with heavy cannon aiming at your section of the wall. You know from experience that they can put off one volley every five seconds or so until they run out of ammo. You don't have much longer before they lay into this section of wall again, and they did a pretty good job of the section ahead of you. So which way are you going? Shakir, forward or back? Um, Shakir will go forward. They shot out the wall ahead of him. He's hoping they expect him to try and backpedal. All right, then I need you to make an athletics check, please. 17. Stealing yourself for the rush, you look at Dugan without saying anything. Nod, he shakes himself off, he nods. And as the pair of you spring into action, the two of you leap into the air. And the camera slows down for a second as the credits start to roll. Welcome to Runelanders, starring Mr. Matthew as Shakir Askari. I'm Matt Adam, your host and friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and so it's my job to let you know that Runelanders contains mature themes, adult content, coarse language, things that might offend sensitive listeners, and so listener discretion is strongly advised. Now, if that sort of thing is your sort of thing, then sit back, kick back, chill out, relax, prepare to lend an ear. If way leads on to way, as they say, then all those other ways lead here. This collection of tangential tales and supplemental stories adds even more depth and color to our world. And I could tell you all about it, but we'd rather show you. We're the Runelanders. This is Alone in the Runiverse. So get ready, Runatics, and let's roll. As you leap into the air, Dugan jumps up in the air beside you. There's no way he's going to make the whole leap himself. But as you reach down and grab him by the back of his shirt and toss him forward, he lands before you do in a roll to come up with his pistols and not a second too soon because some of these raiders have thrown a grappling hook up over the ramparts and are climbing the rope. Uh, Dugan comes up on, his, on one knee as soon as the first climber gets over the wall. Uh, Dugan treats this humanoid cloaked figure into a pair of shots in the side of his head. The body goes over and uh, you can see another hand come from behind and haul that body back off the wall to fall behind. You're up, Shakir. You can see a humanoid hand reaching up over the wall 10 feet ahead of you. 
Um, Shakir will draw and try and stab the guy who's climbing up, and then uh, if he gets an opening, we'll try and lean over and cut the rope. Perfect. Um, roll to hit. That looks like it's a 16. As Dugan cracks his derringers to reload them, the next figure pulls itself up onto the battlements, and as you rush up to close the gap between them and Dugan, you lock eyes with the figure. It has golden slitted pupils and scales on an otherwise human-looking face. The eyes narrow. The mouth widens and fang-toothedly the person hisses at you with a forked tongue behind their teeth. You hesitate just for a moment in taking this in before driving your sword forward and hitting the person. Roll your damage. Uh, Ten. All right, well, that'll do it. He uh, hisses at you and scrambles for his own weapon, but you have yours drawn already. You run him through. He falls back off the wall. You chop the rope, which, tensed, is nothing. The hook falls uselessly to the floor of the battlements. There's another volley from the ship. You are thrown to your side once again, rolling to a halt on the inside of the battlements, saved only by the safety railing on the inner lip. There's rock dust and pebbles everywhere. Lots of screaming. There's gunfire coming up and down the battlements everywhere. There's smoke and chaos and a ringing in your ears which won't let up but you stand up and you spit out the copper taste of blood and uh, there's like this smell in your nose. It's just like you've been hit super hard by something but still you bounce up and uh, pins and needles all down your right side tell you you took a hell of a concussion but no major damage. Looking for Dugan you see that he's Likewise, lying face down on the battlements, um, he picks him, picks his head up and, and shakes it off and snaps his pistol closed and looks at you and like makes the okay sign with his thumb and forefinger. Dugan, I get the feeling this wall is not entirely safe. Perhaps we should go elsewhere. Seems like a valid assessment to me. And it's then that you realize You are standing on a piece of the wall, which has been blown out on either side of you. So you're just standing on a a pillar of wall that drops about 20 feet. Now the walls themselves here are about 80 feet tall, but all the same. Regaining your feet causes this pillar of rock to shift slightly. Dugan spreads his weight out over his feet and crouches low. Oh shit. I saw this in a hollow once. Lean this way with me. He goes with it, and with the next volley, the pillar of rock just goes over that direction entirely. Thankfully, you're both braced and leaning that way, so that with a quick jump, once the pillar lets go and crumbles, you both tumble to safety along the wall. The rest of the volley is soaked by the thicker, lower levels of these battlements, but uh, you and Dugan have about 40 feet to make it to a staircase going down. As usual, he runs off ahead of you at full blast because you don't need to work as hard to go as quickly. 
Keeping your head down under the battlements, you run towards the door, I take it. Yes, toward cover or just somewhere where we're not in line of sight of the cannons. The cannons from the harbor seem to be pounding the lower levels of the wall, perhaps trying to destabilize the base and make a bigger hole crumble in. However, um, this already years worth of repairs to do to these walls. And it's only been going on since the sun came up this morning. You and Dugan make it to the doorway, and as you do, it bursts open with more of these cloaked, hooded figures. They pour out onto the ramparts, and uh, there are several other soldiers who are approaching the door beside you, or approaching the door as you approach, er, sorry. There are several other soldiers who are approaching the door concurrently with you. Just before you get there, the door bursts open. Several of these hooded figures burst out and uh, with crossbows and firearms and javelins, three of these, three of the other soldiers approaching the door are laid low by the hooded and cloaked figures which boil out of the stairwell. How far am I from them? 15 feet at current, you can, uh, you can move and get there. Shakir will charge in and close so that the ones with like the crossbows and the guns will have to risk shooting each other to try and attack him. All right. So you jump right into the thick of it. Roll your attack. 18. Perfect. The uh, first one doesn't even like he turns and goes to whip his crossbow around to just blow your guts out with it, but uh, you've got him through the throat before he can see anything at all. Um, the second one turns and brings his rifle up to shoot you, but it's too close. Um, he fumbles with it, and uh, you're already inside its range. Like the rifle itself is about five and a half feet long, and you're you're not going to stand that far away. You keep yourself along the length of its barrel and it can't shoot you, you know what I mean? First thing you learn in a sword fight is how to deal with range. There you go. So you stay well within range of this thing, but the rifleman is no slouch and he decides to use it as a bludgeoning weapon. Um, while he can't shoot you, he does take a swing at you with the butt of the rifle. So I'm going to roll your armor class, which I believe is 15, right? Uh, 17. My apologies, Arabet's 15. <laughs> Well, 19 will hit. So you take his partner in the throat and close to and close in too tight for him to shoot you, but he's not uh, uh he's not defeated by this. He brings the butt of the rifle up uh towards your head and you barely manage to block it. Take four points of damage. Like it slides up the blade of your sword and gives your shoulder a hell of a wrench and forces you to turn your neck and wheel away at the last minute. For his part, Dugan takes two shots at this guy instead of spreading the shots out at anybody else. They go wide, however, because uh, he must be rattled from all the impacts. You've never seen him miss that badly before. Well... Uh, this is actually why Shakir carries these. Uh, he's going to use his offhand to draw one of the pistols at his hip and basically put it up under the guy's chin and pull the trigger. 
Excellent. Roll that with advantage because I love the panache. Uh, I rolled a 19. So 24. <laughs> no, no advantage required, eh? That was the first die, too. <laughs> nice. Roll that damage then. Uh, I'm rolling correctly. That's a 14. You take his friend in the throat. He swings his rifle butt at your head. You barely get out of the way. However, you spin around, and as he brings the rifle butt back in a smash, you draw your pistol and shoot him in the face. Just He brings the rifle butt back to smash your brains in, and then with his rifle up over top of his head, he realizes that you're the barrel of your pistol is underneath his chin and before he can say anything you pull the trigger and he just falls over backwards the last of these invaders takes a swing at you and just yeah he's the one with the javelin so he takes a poke at you with his javelin and you just swat it aside with contemptuous ease no damage Dugan plugs him twice in the chest, one with either pistol. He falls over and blood bubbles out of his mouth. Now, as the other soldiers who are straggling in from along the wall are approaching, they see your lieutenant stripes and look to you for guidance. Inside men, to cover, but be careful. There could be more. Those who are armed with crossbows go first. Those who are with firearms go second. And thirdly are the melee guys. They advance down the stairwell ahead of you, clearing the way. Meanwhile, Dugan has been rifling the pockets of these raiders because, well, you never know. As he pulls the boot off of one of them, he's like, hey, Shaky, check this out. This better be good. The raider has no toes. I thought he felt a little off balance. It is as though this person's foot is a weird fusion in design between the shape of a humanoid foot and the end of a snake's tail. And looking at what's left of this face, you see that the edges of the bullet wound where the skin has been broken it's not just torn like regular flesh, but it is, in fact, broken scales. These, combined with the other features, I'll let you make a... Hmm. Let's go with Arcana. Well, I rolled a 16, which is good. That's a 16. Awesome. You, you, you and T, shit. It's one of the many people they taught you about in OCS, but that was like years ago. One of the folks who live out in the frontier and resist imperial civilization efforts. They're serpentine humans, and they're normally not found this close to anywhere near imperial lands. Come on, Dugan. We should probably tell the captain. There is another fusillade from the ship and the wall shakes some more. But as you get down into the wall, the cannons shake everything a little bit less. We open the scene three days before the battle at the company barracks where the first Bailey Mina light infantry is quartered while the ships get retrofitted. 
and the regiment moves on to its post in Port Hoster. Lieutenant Ascari and Lieutenant Dugan, in their uniforms and neatly pressed, are inspecting the troops. Um, as usual, they're a... They're not badly turned out. They look like they're ready to go and train and they're in good shape and things are all right. But of course, the sergeants have berated every one of them for being a fat and idle sack of shit. Nobody is better than this than Sergeant Boldblood, who is a half-elven son of a bitch from somewhere downtown, you think. He's definitely Bailey Meenan, and he is, uh, well, he's as hard as stone shoes. He's not fucking around with it. He's a career army guy, and uh, he is definitely the hardest man in the company. He's let all the troops know what a bunch of idle shits they are and how the whole empire is going to fall over because their boots aren't polished. So by the time you get there, everybody is in their best bib and tucker and squared away the inspection goes well the men are actually looking really well you know like you've been training them good and hard and drilling and all of this and even though it is just a a babysitting job out on the frontier it's it's the last one of your first five and when you get back you can you know re-enlist to do something better maybe a tour of the capital your parents are thinking you should get political at least they're not pressing you to get married am i right Amen to that. Who needs it? Layla's got a good handle on things anyway. I mean, she did better at her internship. She always had a better mind for business. And Father won't be... Well, he didn't stay angry. She's a better student anyway. Everybody knows it. This is, you know... But this is the life for you. I mean, there's girls, there's prestige. Being part of this man's army, well, you could do worse. And because you're not doing it for the money, you are a genuinely dedicated soldier. Nobody could ever fault you for that, Ascari. That is 100% true. Dugan, on the other hand, he's a fat and idle sack of shit who was really good at making deals and so helped you both get through Officer Cadet selection he's been a competent officer although you wouldn't put him to run any attacks he's a good guy to organize the supplies and things like that hell of a guy for making a deal if you need anything from this man's army you like dugan can get it but not really a great tactical commander so it's probably better that he finishes his first five years and then musters out the way he thinks he's gonna He's, he wants to go back to Bailey Mina and uh, open a shoe shop, right? Just to be a cobbler and make people's shoes. Isn't that quaint? Shakir honestly finds it incredibly endearing. It is a small ambition, but it is a genuine one, which he hasn't had a whole lot of experience with. Genuine ambition is kind of nice. Well, and that his ambition is to make shoes for people. I mean, you've you've always had shoes. You never thought of where they came from. And it just never occurred to you that somebody might want to be the person who made those. And yet, you spent five years keeping this one out of jail. Well, if I ever need new shoes, I'll know who to go with because somebody owes me one. 
Well, there's also the thought that, you know, how many times has he been there to cover for you when you were a couple minutes late? Or how many times has his example been the one who had, that attracted the wrath when you had made a mistake all through, right? Like, it, it, it's not a it's it's not a small thing. You and he, it's been a back and forth. It's a genuine friendship, but uh, there is that whole king of the moment aspect to it, right? Every once in a while, he'll pull a really good one, and then you'll have to give him credit, and then you'll get the opportunity, and then the ball's back in your court. Very Count of Monte Cristo, indeed. So. That's what it's been like, and it's been a pretty good deal. I mean, you did you did your training out of the Marine Yards in Kingshire on the south of Scotia. And your officer cadet school, of course, has to be at the capital in Maunder. But you didn't get out of the military ward much during your candidacy. Right after that, it was island duty, just policing the archipelago that surrounds the Isle of Scotia. And now, this a little bit of frontier duty, not really that bad. Now, your uniforms are always of the highest quality, and you don't billet at anybody's house as an officer. You usually have your own lodgings, but these are the benefits of being Ascari, aren't they? Indeed. And I figure if Shakir is billeting at someone's house, uh, it's because she wants some company. Billeting is what the kids are calling it these days, is it? Okay. So it's been a pretty good deal, but you, and you know, life is, life is good. You go to the inspection in the morning the troops disappear until lunch you reconvene them if there's any work to do you get it done in the afternoon and uh dismiss them all to their own devices at about four o'clock it's been a pretty easy week and uh you know not so bad because i mean shipping off yeah then setting up it's going to be about two to three months of non-stop work and readjusting to routine so here in Carnegie with the sun shining and everything like that, it's it, it's been a pretty good time. You go into the company office and uh, the colonel is handed out the day's work, work allotments. And uh, there in his crisp red coat is your captain, McManus. Ephraim McManus. You can call him F. I don't imagine Shakir does, though. Up to Shakir, but uh, he lets his other officers use his first name. Ah, Ascari, Dogan, how are you boys? Ready for duty, sir. Well, I'm afraid you're going to be disappointed. The uh, colonel has seen fit to spare us yet again today. So if you want to keep the men, well, keep them out of sight, but at hand, if you know what I mean. If something comes up, we'll be the men for the job. But I don't expect it's going to be a very busy day, and we're shipping out day after tomorrow. So, tell them to get it in where it fits in. We're going to Fort Astor by the end of the week. Very good, sir. All right, Ascari, you're dismissed, Dugan. I need to uh, speak to you about financial matter. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, hey, I'll catch up with you, Shakes. All right? See you soon, Dugan. All right, man.
and you go strolling out into the courtyard where the men are milling about, chatting with themselves. Well, chatting with each other, but, you know, amongst themselves. All right. Shakir will go up to them and relay the the orders. Stay out of sight. Stay close. If, we need, if we're needed, we need to be at hand, but otherwise see to what you need to. And Sergeant Boldblood nods at this as though we're like, uh, you know, the, the gospel of the emperor himself. And he's like, all right, lads, you at him. Let's fucking go get out of here to get our souls and elbows here. Lot. Let's go, eh? And they go, you know, they go off smartly. There, He's left. And you know what? You don't think you ever really learned his name because as far as anybody's gotten to discern, his first name is Sergeant. Yes, Sergeant. Well, just wait and see if there's anything in particular you needed from me, sir. No, please. I don't honestly know what you do when you're not on duty, but... Well, I'm always on duty, sir. The soldier is never off, eh? Hm? Quite true. But uh, when you are on relaxed duty, ah. what do you do? Well, I like to shine my boots and uh, clean my weapons, sir. Keeps me busy well into the night, not faffing about with women and cards. That's for corporals, you see, not for a sergeant such as me. Hey, I might be a bad, eh? Did you hear that one? Good one, eh? Very he good. seems genuinely pleased with himself. Like, fuck, there's a, there's a rhyme for the ages. Tell me, have you ever played cards? Oh, I play cards uh, with gentlemen, sir, but never where money is concerned. Well, perhaps sometime you would indulge me. Well, it seems I've fuck all to do with this lot hiding in the cracks all afternoon, sir. So I'm going to have a beer with my lunch. If you'd like to play three knuckles, why not? I know it's unseemly, but we are on relaxed duty, and uh, forgive my informality, sir. I wouldn't mind schooling you a bit. Sounds very good. Shall we? Runelanders is recorded live. All the usual people played all of the usual parts, and you can find out all about who they are, who their characters are, and all the little Easter eggs I scatter throughout these episodes at runelanders.com. Like what you hear? Tell your friends. If not, tell us. We're at Cast the Runes on Twitter, runelanders at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook. You can even leave a comment directly on the site. That'll about do it for this episode. Next time on Runelanders, we're gonna have some wicked awesome fun. You have to check it out. We'll see you then. I'm DM Matt Adams. I'm DM Good Guy. Reminding you to roll high and don't die. Until next. Take good care. <laughs>